Well, hello, Mark. Well, hey there, Johnny. How you doing, buddy? Oh, uh, you know, I'm doing pretty good. I had uh, quite the drive today. Quite the drive? Yeah. Quite the drive today. You know, I drove about four hours today. Yeah. I, I can't tell you that I, I really miss driving in a car. Yeah. Let's, let's be real with that. Yeah. Can't say I do that, but I don't know. I, I found this really cool, unique podcast to listen to. Okay, tell me about it. Yeah, so it's 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 like a it's a pop culture podcast, and it, it throws up these little quizzes, and you can kind of feel good about yourself, like, oh, you know, who is who is this person, and what it like? Why should we give a shit about them? It, like that's it sounds strange when I say it like that, but it's like, um, okay, here's the name of an actor, and you know, you say to yourself, okay, what are all the different things that this guy's done? It's kind of like a like a Six Shades of Kevin Bacon or, or whatever, oh, Six yeah. Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Okay, okay. Yeah, so you just kind of, you find an actor and you have to connect it to another actor. It's all this really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I found myself, I'm like, damn, I'm I'm really good at this. And I bet you Mark would be really good at this. Okay. Yeah, so I'll have to send it to you. It's, yeah. it's a lot of fun. But the one that I really, really enjoyed was, um, it was what famous Transformers actor is known for uh, uh, being an animated character. What famous Transformers actor is known for being an animated character? Yes. Like, does the voice of an animated character. Leonard Nimoy? It's not Leonard Nimoy. Hugo Weaving? It's not Hugo Weaving, because I don't think either of them... No, Hugo Weaving was in Transformers, wasn't he? He was uh, Megatron. He was Megatron. No, no. Did you ever watch the, uh, the Bumblebee movie? Uh, I missed that one, but I know what you're driving at. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's it's got uh, oh is it Haley Steinfeld? She's uh, she was the new Hawk girl. Oh Hawkeye. yeah yeah. Not Hawk girl. Hawkeye. I know you. Yeah. Wrong universes. Cross pollinating. <laughs> We're good. Um, yeah. And uh, in this movie and stuff, you know, they do a good job. It's set in the 1980s, and she's got this annoying ass little brother and this this interesting like stepdad figure and stuff. But her mom is this like short as shit like maybe five foot two angry like white lady okay that's who they're referencing pamela adlin it is pamela adlin yeah and and you know i just thought that was kind of uh, awesome because my four-hour drive today was to come down here in the think hole and record a new episode of the dang old podcast mark the think hole in the dang old podcast and i'm shaking you can't tell listeners but johnny can tell <laughs> Yes, Johnny is here in the Think Hole to record this year episode of the Dangle Podcast, the weekly King of the Hill podcast where me and my good buddy, Johnny, we take two episodes of that beloved adult animation classic, King of the Hill, and we talk about the goods, and the bads, and the highs, and the lows, and then we slap it with our patented rating system, and Johnny, you want to crawl into my head and talk about this week's episodes? I, boy howdy do I, Mark. I, I want to crawl in your head and then just announce to everybody what they should be thinking, eating, and doing at the Texas State Fair. Can I just say that? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Guys, we're going to start this week with episode 167. That's, you heard me right, 167. Girl, you'll be a giant soon. Original air date, April 25th, 2004. This is written by Dan McGrath. Mark, where have we seen Dan McGrath before? Oh, Dan McGrath. He's a man who lives in a ranch with his mom. I don't know. Why do I know the name Dan McGrath? Um, you know, honestly, I wish I could tell you, but I, I don't have it on here. <laughs> cool. Guys, Dan McGrath. Uh, I'm pretty sure we like him. I don't remember hating him. He's not 
the, the he's not Michael Jamin or Cybert or he's not the Allens. <laughs> I'm, I'm just he's gonna not be, Greg. He, he's not fucking Craig. Like, I'm just gonna say I, I, I screwed the pooch on this one a little bit. Um, I'm gonna let Mark do some IMDb sleuthing. Well, I give you a cast of characters for this week's episode. Hank, Peggy, Bobby Hill, Luann Platter, Bill Dotrieve, Boom Hauer, Dale and Nancy Gribble, Min and Connie Supanusapone, Ted Wasanasong, college students, real estate agent, bank teller, and Ladybird. Um Say it right. Ladybird. Thank you. Um now in, in this it's just it lumps all of the college activism student students into one, but they're there's at least two specific actors that play characters in this. Um, so we'll, we'll get to that when I get into notes, but I will denote them as as we get along. But, All right. Uh, Mark, why do we know Dan McGrath? You might recognize Dan McGrath from such episodes of King of the Hill as Full Metal Dust Jacket, Be True to Your Fool, Living on Reds, Vitamin C, and Propane, mm. and this episode and then upcoming because, you know, well, whatever, here we go. He's in the um, Dusty Hill one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Smoking in the Bandit. Oh, okay. Blood and Sauce. I think that's why you Ooh. know. I think that's why we yes. know him. Yes. Um, yeah, and then a couple more. That's like one of my three gold stars post-season eight. Blood and Sauce. Oh, I fucking love that one. He also... Sorry, just a sec. He also wrote in Treehouse of Horror 3, Marge Gets a Job, New Kid on the Block, Mr. Plow... Lisa's first Ooh. word, Homer's triple bypass, Marge versus the monorail, Selma's choice, brother from the same planet, I love Lisa, Duffless, last exit to Springfield, it's it's tons. He's Good in Lord. four, five, and six, look at all this man. Is that fun. is like I'm top ten you. of classic Simpsons Yeah, like this There's man like has done goddamn work to B-sharps. Boy Scouts in the Hood. Homer cheating on, <laughs> Homer oh the Vigilante. God. Last Temptation of Homer, yeah. Bart of Darkness. The, really, Dan McGrath wrote some of, I think, our... Most beloved Simpsons episodes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, hey, cheers to you, Dan McGrath. We're, uh, we're we're here to talk about King of the Hill, but as gigantic fans of The Simpsons as I can definitely claim Mark and I both are, thank you for your service. <laughs> uh, synopsis, Mark. This week we learn who Big Tex is, and Hank feels discriminated against. Peggy visits a murder house, not unlike Ned Flanders, but there's no purple drapes here. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, this is a, this is an interesting episode. It's a, a definitely a full B story here that doesn't interact. Sorry, that doesn't interact really at all with the A, right? No, completely independent. Yeah, like the murder story. I don't feel like. I mean, what was the last episode we saw of the the triumvirate of clucking hens, Mark? Uh, board games. Board games. That sounds right. Or get your freak off. Whichever one happened before. I want to say it was but, board games. Yeah. Yeah, so we haven't seen the the uh, Min, Peggy, and and Nancy, like cabal, really palling around for a while. Okay, so. they can't be a triumvirate and a cabal. You gotta. I mean, they totally they, they totally can. They're not mutually exclusive. The Jew run conspiracy. <laughs> <I don't... laughs> wow, folks! Wow. I've been working on an Alex Jones, and it's not going well. I mean, folks, Alex... I had some chili. I, I, I'm all messed up. <laughs> The, the, the cabal of Nancy and Peggy and, and Sopinos and Poppinos. And I, 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 what is she, Greek? I don't know. Friends, I don't know. Get my brain pills. Everybody start hiding your money because uh, Mark's Alex Jones here is about to owe one and a half billion dollars to people. Folks. Um, meanwhile, uh, back on the ranch, A-story characters, Hank Luan, B-story, 
the hens, Bobby and the alley guys. I think Bobby and and that's like sub B one, A sub one, B sub one. No, I say B sub one well, because not say A because B would be them trying to go to the murder house with Peggy. Oh, and... you're right, you're right. A sub one. Um, I do. I I adore it. I absolutely adore that little side story here. Um, but Mark, why don't we get on in get on into some notes? Let's do some notes. Um, number one, we're talking about a lot of fairs here. Uh, what's your favorite fair ride? My favorite fair ride? Yeah, like that that one ride at the county fair that you know is dangerous as shit. <coughs> but hey, you got a gut full of funnel cake and you're going to ride anything. <laughs> what, what are you going to ride? Um, it's not the Tilt-A-Whirl, but it's the like centrifugal force machine. The Gravitron? Yeah. That fucking yes. UFO? Buddy. Yes, either that or or um, the, the Troika that, that does the little triple spins and throws you up in the air. Oh, the like hairpin of doom. Yes, yes. yes. I okay. like that one too, but no, nah, dude, the... the Gravitron, that's that's my jam. Fuck yeah. Fuck <laughs> Especially yeah. because you get fast enough and then you slide up on the... Th- yeah, it's really hard to beat that. And then you're an asshole and you're like, I'm training at 100 times gravity. You try and stand up and then like whip your head back. Yeah. Basically. yeah, We, we, all, we all tried to be Vegeta in that instance. It didn't work. <laughs> well, to be fair, Goku trained at the 100 times gravity. Fuck you, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> He's gotta call my ass out because I'm in person. He wouldn't have done that if I was I was recording remotely, guys. That Dragon Ball Z poster is <laughs> glaring at you in shame. <laughs> How about the brain damage? What'd you get here, Master Roshi? And the brain damage. Time to dig deep and do what my dad would do in this situation. Bye, son. <laughs> Kids, go listen to Team Four Star. They're amazing. Oh, holy shit. Um, Team Four Star, if you want to be on this show, hit us up. Mm. <laughs> After we finish King of the Hill, guys, we're what? doing Dragon Ball Z. Neko Kaiser, right, was the big one. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Um. Anyway. Yeah, I'd watch fucking Dragon Ball Z with. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we probably do four episodes at once because of filler. But yeah, I'd fucking. I'd be yeah. so down. Yeah. Oh, Listeners, yeah. um, join us for dang old Dragon Ball or find the uh, Dragon Cast. There we go. The weekly King, the weekly Dragon Ball Z podcast where we watch Dragon Ball Z. I don't know. Moving on. The Kamehame Cast. Ooh, that's better. <laughs> Um, sorry, I don't need to cut up the action here, but here's my other destructo disc of notes. Um, why is Luann answering the Hills phone? I don't care, I just want to know. As the lady is, of the house. As the lady of the house. Why would my mother be here? I don't... Um, I need a favor out of you for at least the next two weeks. Really, really would appreciate it if instead of referring to me as your good buddy Mark, you refer to me as your good buddy Meatmeister. <laughs> Meatmeister, you got it. Thank you. The Meatmeister Mark. <laughs> Um, we have a call forward, almost, <laughs> in this episode. Okay. Yeah, with Luann and Hank in the garage, when Hank has combined the Hoffner Meatmeister and the Wagner Char King. Mm-hmm. And he makes pretty, pretty grill grill. Oh, God. Just, he does not make pretty, pretty grill grill. But I wrote down pretty, pretty grill grill. He does. He makes super grill. It has a cape. Thank you very much. Pretty, pretty grill grill. It, it shoots out rainbows full of meats. Power grill. <laughs> It wears a white top that's too small. <laughs> and I have weird feelings for it. Um, this is a very special episode where, once again, Peggy does right. What? That's right. Tanks the Hill's credit. Got again. <laughs> again. Again. You know what? Okay, but also, but also, but also, to that end, I'm really glad they go to the bank, show this happening, and the woman going, this is a hard nut. And Peggy <laughs> going, we just want to see this goddamn bathroom, or laundry room. And she's like, all right, fuck it, I'm in. Let's go. Yep, like, yeah. I think that's... Oh, it's a it's a very fun 180 because you're yes. expecting just to, everything's gonna get shut down. It's like, ac- 
actually. Yes. Let's just see how far we can take this ruse. <laughs> um, I wrote this wrong. I don't remember what the original statement was. I wrote it as Prima Grilltrieve. <laughs> it was supposed to be Prima Nocta or Prima Grilta, I think. Like the uh, Prima Grilliture or something. Grilliture, yeah, of um Luan usurping Bobby's status <laughs> as the firstborn. Bobby's right. So number one, um, does that mean Bobby's gonna fuck pretty pretty grill grill? But number two Bobby has first right to fuck pretty pretty grill grill. That's uh, what this is. And I got you to say it, so that's what we're calling it. God damn it. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. Um and then finally, as a general note, I think that we missed a scene here with Hank protesting. Like, how come Hank gets the approval to go... Why does Hank get the go-ahead to go grill with the, like... Yeah, because the guy gave him a hard no. Like, yeah, hey, he said no. what? Yeah. yeah, Unless he can just show up and set all of his shit up. But he would have had to have talked to somebody at the fair. Yeah. Especially if he's bringing equipment in. Yeah. Especially right? that, like, propane, like, they're they're cooking. You know that, like... I grew up around county fairs. We talked about this a lot. Like, yeah. there's always, like, any food truck does propane. Oh, Except absolutely. for the one, like, barbecue smoked turkey legs. Those are, what, yeah. But, so, like, yeah, propane's not hard to get into this place. No. But, like, there's just a weird, it doesn't quite track where Hank is mad because he's not allowed to grill, and then suddenly he can grill there. Yeah. I just kind of think that maybe something got left on a cutting room floor somewhere. Yeah, there's, we're missing, like, half a scene there. Like 20 yeah. seconds of him having to talk to somebody or file a paperwork because that's what Hank loves to do. Of, yeah. Let's fill out a form and do this the right way. Or some interaction of him setting up and people like calling him out like, what are you doing over there? I want to see the scene where Hank goes to the Megaplex and talks to Fred Ebert. And Fred Ebert wants nothing to do with it. And God, Hank, just do whatever you want at the fair. Here's a permit. And like writes it on a napkin. Like, Thank you very much. (laughs) Ever controversial on the Dangle podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Those are my notes. What do you got for me, buddy? Um, Okay, so first one is a question that I'm going to pose to you. Because I know what my answer is. Okay. Even with all of his years of experience, Bobby is 13. We've established he's 13. 13, yeah. Um, and they tried for about six, seven years. Eleven. Eleven years. Yeah. So that realistically gives you 24 years. Yes. 24 years of Hank not always working at Strickland, but working at Strickland for a good chunk of that. Mm-hmm. Meaning he's been around grills. He's been around accessories. He knows what people like. He's had 24-ish years of practice. Mm-hmm. My question to you, do you think he is good enough to win a Texas grilling barbecue competition at the state fair no knowing the competition that's going to show up no no not at all it's propane no it's <laughs> I, no no i'm sorry when barb when like actual barbecue is concerned like i don't mean yeah. like you're grilling your steaks your hot dogs whatever no like, not that not the <coughs> not the entity itself but the whole act of no, barbecue no 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 but here's so, so this is where i'm at Barbecue versus grilling are two very different animals. Okay. Um, you knew you you've known me for years, and up until what a couple months ago when I bought that pellet smoker, um, that also doubles as a grill. I was a propane man. Yeah. And why was I a propane man? Because it is easier to do, and it doesn't take as long to heat a goddamn grill up. Yeah, it's and it's consistent. And consistent, and like charcoal is a bitch to do, like, it's just not. At least here it is. Yeah, yeah. And, all, and all the wind, but like. And, and I don't have three hours to like light my coals and let them sit and cure and do all this. Sh- I don't, I'm lazy. I want my steak and I want it now. And quite frankly, I don't want to pan fry it. So I'm going to grill it on propane. Sure. Now to that end. No, this is fucking barbecue. Barbecue is not grilling. Barbecue is a long, there's a reason that like, you don't see like 
anything on Travel Channel like, World's Best Propane Pit Masters, because it doesn't. Hank does not belong here. These are two... trying to think of a better analogy than I can and all I can come up with is Hank doesn't belong here he is outclassed he is out of his element sure propane is great but it ain't there's no way in hell I'm getting Mark all squirrely here and, and I think it's funny guys because I'm going to 100% agree with him on this oh there's no there's no way just, Hank wins no there's not but I'm just trying to think of the best way to explain it because really it's we don't see Hank cooking ribs Exactly. That's, He's a burger man. He's a steak man. But we see Bill cooking ribs when he makes the smoke pit in Blood and Sauce. Yes. Another callback to Dan McGrath. That was weird. Yes. Um, but point to that end, like, you can't. I want to say you and I tried doing ribs on a propane. I think we did it one point. And it took us a day, and we ruined the ribs, and we ran out of gas. Yeah. It just, it wasn't, no. no doesn't no, work. No. It just doesn't work. Hank does not belong here. Hank, get in your fucking lane. Like... Like, I understand his, his love and passion. 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 Uh, I understand it. He has to. It's propane. It's it's his sweet lady love. He's pimping it out everywhere he can. But, yeah, it's, it's like, dude, this is your... It's a fool's errand. Yeah. It's a fool's errand if you really think that this is going to compete. And he should know this. Because what is it? Uh, fourth episode of the entire series, Westy Side Story? Yeah. Shut mouth and open mouth, Mark. Yeah, yeah. It's I I have taste of mesquite. He knows that it can taste good and that the smoke adds to it. So, I I just wanted to kind of adjust it or address it, I guess. Okay, but so also, but to that end, he knows why Sugarfoots is so important as an Arlen institution. Yeah. I just stuff like this. It yeah. just yeah. And you know Sugarfoots like he's never once called him out as a as a a client of of um Propane. Uh, propane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Strickland. Thank you. Fuck, dude. Oh, my brain is just not firing right today. Um, yeah, he's, he's never once called them out as a client of, of Strickland. Yeah. You know, it's always, oh, yeah, we've got to go over to... Um, Goober Smooches. Goober Smooches or That's Amore or any... He never calls out Sugarfoots. Yeah. So, no, yeah. you're absolutely right. Um, note here, I'm not sure how I like them acknowledging Luann as immature... Because this seems like a very slippery slope, and this is going to lead directly into a con. So that's all I'm going to say about it right here. Mm. But holy shit. Um, did you notice, Mark, that we got to see... None of them were noted here in the lovely wiki pull of our cast list. Drink. <laughs> Drink for that. Uh, but did you notice that out of all of the Strickland employees that Hank is trying to rile up and get pissed off, we have the resurgence of Maria Montalvo. Maria Mon... No, it's not a resurgence. Maria's been here. Like, she has, but she just hasn't had a, a spoken line. But this is the first time... Oh, she time doesn't get to talk. No, no, no. This is no, the no. first time I have, like, recognized yeah. and pointed her out. I'm like, holy shit, it's Maria Montalvo. I know for sure we saw her in, um... Um... Not Peggy Makes the Big Leagues. The softball one. Yes, um... I don't, I can't, don't remember. Can't... Hank going, I love you, Peggy, and we got mad. I just can't think of it offhand. Yep. Peggy yeah. at the bat, Homer at the bat. I don't. I made it out of. <laughs> I whittled it down from a larger grill. I don't know. Yes. Um, we saw her back then, and again, not a spoken line. We haven't seen her though since what, like Leon Petard? Yeah, junkie business. Yeah. And she actually had a speaking line. So, yeah. yeah. But that, I mean, it was her introduction. But that I love that. Complete. I like that consistency because that was season three. Yeah. 
We're now in season eight. Well, but you know, we I think we can maybe just like make a backdoor pro here. Um, they're good about Strickland continuity. We saw Roger, or we didn't. We you didn't were see mad him this week. Well, no, but you were mad about uh, that's what she said. Not seeing yes. Roger in that's what she said. But like, I, just they, the little bits here, and yeah, I, they, they don't forget them all the time, but they do sometimes. But I, when they remember, it makes me happy. I just like to assume that Roger's out on calls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So when Luann goes in to talk to people. Uh, she's talking to the triumvirate. Yes. She makes a comment that says she is now living with them. She's no longer living on her own. She said that, but did you catch that or? Okay. I did. No, I made, I made a specific note Because she says here. I live at home. Yeah. She's yeah. like, just because I live at home and I'm like this, I'm like, okay, cool. You are now acknowledging that you're back with the hills. So she's in That's the den. That's why we're seeing her. She's got to be in the den, right? But doesn't... That's why she's answering the phone, Mark. Okay, but doesn't... And I know that I'm looking forward to 1.5 weeks. Yep. Doesn't Lucky shack up with her in her place? I don't think so. I swear to God, they shack up in Luann's place. Mm, maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. Lucky's very, very tangential in the, in 1.5 I know, weeks. I know, I know. He I is just... not the focus. He's just his... <laughs> it's just his introduction. Everybody, we're getting really excited for the redneck on Rainy Street. Let me just tell you, I pitched a single solo episode for it, and Mark didn't go for it. So, Listeners, you almost got... An hour and a half of rage. <clears throat> Maybe if I wasn't actively losing my voice still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, this is the first mention of Bill's dad for a while. In a like minute. two seasons. In a minute. Uh, so I wanted to make a note of that. And You know it, why he switched TV in the bottle? Why, Mark? Bill got too big and got crow's feet. Oh, <laughs> that makes me uncomfortable. Bill's dad is a child molester. The Bill Dozer is not gonna. That makes me uncomfortable. Um, we're gonna we're gonna backtrack for just a second here. I had mentioned earlier that we have two college students that are named like they're named characters. Uh, Luann addresses them, but they're not like in the wiki, right? Um, but I want to point it out because they are our two guest star voices. Yeah. And Mark, you and I sat down and watched this episode together. But. An hour ago, yeah. And I was very impressed with you because it took you one re-listen when I went, holy shit, you know who that is, don't you? And you and I both got it on the first try. Mm -hmm. Mark, who are we talking about here? We are talking about Elijah Wood and Dax Shepard as the weird incel protester and the dreadlock protester, respectively. Exactly. Um, And I think it's, it's worth noting that at this point in 2004, Elijah Wood has hit the top of his career. Um... 01, 02, 03 was the debut of Lord of the Rings. That's when we got Lord of the Rings. They're doing a 20th anniversary screening of Return of the King Don't next say, month. Don't say that. And I can't Stop see it because it's that. sold out. Don't talk about that. It's been sold out. And I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I'm dying. Years. It's been 20 years. And I will continue watching these movies for another 20 years. But damn, they got Elijah Wood right on the top of like the, the fucking crest of his goddamn wave off of Kanagawa. Uh, sorry, guys. I'm looking at Mark's artwork here. Um, I'm glad you didn't say they got him off the gigantic kiwi jacking off a dick. It's not that. It's not the big kiwi jacking off a dick, but I saw that. Um, anyway, a couple of uh, of cool stuff here. And for those of you that don't know who Dak Shepard is, he's the weird-ass jabroni that's married to... Um, Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. Yeah, they've been together for like 20 years oh, or some yeah. shit. They're like Hollywood's happiest couple, honestly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's annoying. Like, okay, not annoying, but... It, it is, but it I isn't. don't feel bad for Jennifer Aniston because she's never going to make it work until she gives me a call and I'll give you some proper Greek babies, Jennifer. 
Um, but to that end, like, yeah, no, um, I get really irritated when celebrities do well in their marriages, and Jack Shepard and fucking <coughs> Johnny's choking on Canadian beers. Goddamn, we're good. Ooh, we're good. I can't mute these tracks, so we just gotta wait for you to get it out of your system. <laughs> this in. I'm leaving your groans in. Those are amazing. <laughs> it's like I took a really bad. It's like I took a really bad hit, guys. But I promise you, it's just fucking Canadian pilsner. Join us in 20 minutes when Johnny and I do bong rips live. <laughs> um, no, Dax Shepard and um, Kristen Bell. Thank you. I want to say Hayden Panettabel, and I was like, that's Panettabel. Right um, no, they're just generally happy, and I'm. Happy for him, I guess, but also, yeah. fuck you, I want my drama. Uh, but fun, cool Mike Judge connectivity here. Uh, this is 2004, and Dak Shepard's going to star in a movie. Well, not star, but like have a pretty decent role in a Mike Judge movie in two years, Mark. Yeah, he is. He's an idiocracy. Yes, he is. You pointed so, that out, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. guys, we're, we're making connections here. You know us, and we love our Mark, Mike Judge universe. It just, it's it's lovely and wonderful. But um, I feel like I've taken way too long on a bunch of really shitty notes. So, Mark, give me some pros. No, not at all. Um, and I bet you we have the same first pro. Oh, I reckon we do. Well, maybe, I don't know. Um, Hank's face when Big Tech speaks. It's not, okay, so we don't have the same first pro. There's a, so there's a, it's right there with, howdy, like they're setting up Big Techs and yeah. he talks. Um, and Bobby's like, oh, that's kind of cool, but like. It's just a quick cut of animation, and Hank is, like, enraptured by big text. Or yeah. by big text. And I think it's very cute. It's just one little moment there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hank over-beefing Ladybird. <laughs> That's a wonderful way to put it, and that is a con for me, but... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> There's like six fucking burgers in her bowl. <laughs> and he's got like four more ready to go. Oh man, you want to talk about red wine and alpo farts tonight? No, it is just beef patties. Woohoo! Ladybird gonna be funky because Hank uses American that's cheese. That's like a death meal. That's what you give to a dog that's dying. Hey, you can have all the hamburgers you want. Here's all these cheese burgers. <laughs> Are you now? Sorry. Lady Bird, hurry now. Good in you. You want to talk about cunt? <laughs> now that the triumph of the clock intends to gone to check out the murder house, you boys want to talk about propane? <laughs> I hope my McMurray read for you guys. McMurray's an asshole. He wants me to say McMurray's a piece of shit. Okay. McMurray's a piece of shits. <laughs> um, final pro. Gentlemen, we dodged a very boring bullet. <laughs> A freaking man. I like that, like, the guys just don't want anything to do with this, and it makes me happy. Like, generally makes me happy. We've watched now eight seasons of, of Hank, Hank and Propane. Yes, well, Hank, but also, yes, ending the guys into whatever he's doing. Yeah. And they dodged a very boring bullet. Dale points it out beautifully. It is nice to see them, like, st almost stick up for themselves at this point. You know, because yeah. that's what it feels like. Now, I have a question for you. It's a side pro. Well, so, pro, this is what Boomhauer and I would look like if we had a kid. <laughs> now, there are four members of the House High Hammock family right now. Yes. Who makes the best baby with you and who makes the best baby with me? The answer is Streeter for both. Do you because think he's so? the best looking out of all of us. 
Okay. <laughs> you mix his DNA with every everybody. Please go watch. Or, well, go watch. Go watch. Please go listen to Two Wizards, and you guys are gonna see the. You guys are gonna listen to the wondrousness that is my cousin Josh. He is incredible. He is a. a he is the Barbados Slim of 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 men. He's the ebony splendor that we all wish to be. Except he's white. Except for he's white. but <laughs> Maybe he's the lightest skinned one of the Hyannick family. But... <laughs> Alo- he's the alabaster splendor. The alabaster Jones. <laughs> he is. He is our alabaster Jones. Thank you, freaking A. Okay, who um, makes the worst baby? Because I'm going to say Brad and Streeter. I'm going to say you and me. I think it just looked like you and me. Like, it would just kind of boil down. Yes, but Mark, you and I are... A little shorter and a little thicker, a little, like, curlier hair, but, like, a patchier beard. <laughs> Mark, you and I are conventionally attractive on our own. I don't want to see what, what we would fusion into. 20 pounds of fuck, that's what. <laughs> or 220 pounds of fuck, that's what. <laughs> um, I also just side pro. I really enjoy Bobby dicking around the fair with the guys. I think it's cute. Yes, yes. That yeah. that whole like side story there. I love that the guys are immediately they go, "We don't need Hank. We have Bobby." And Bobby's just like, "Yeah, you guys want to listen to me?" But he's even got it. that bit. I've got two weeks worth of allowance burning a hole in my pocket. Yeah. And they're all right. Let's go. Like they're they're just so great at it. But then I don't okay, but then to that end, I don't like the Dale line of him going, "You're even better at telling me what to do than your dad is." I don't like that. I don't I think that was just a drop line. I don't think we needed it. But okay. I just, no, I could see that. I could have been satisfied with, "Look, Bobby, this is what me and Boom Howard look like as a kid or having a kid and like Bill getting killed by the bumper cars and I think Dale saying that line sets up the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. It just makes it a little bit easier to to digest. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, those are my pros. <clears throat> what do you have for me? I'm really surprised <clears throat> you didn't put that bacon is now a sauce as a pro. That's a retro reference, Rage. <laughs> is it really? Do you, okay, can I jump into it really quick? Yeah. So this came out in, what, 2004? It's 2004. 20, this episode can now drink and drive. Yep. Legally. Well, yeah. illegally, legally drink and drive. It can now legally drink and illegally drink and drive. That's what I want. Um, but so, no, remember like this time and fucking everything was bacon- yeah. And it was bacon donuts, and it was bacon band-aids, and it was bacon-flavored fruit, and it was bacon-flavored beef, and I got... Over-baconed? I got over-baconed, and then it was like, because it was also the side tangential, like, this was when America discovered the Atkins diet, and it was like, I mean, I can eat all this fucking bacon I want, and I want to gain the goddamn bacon. Well, get, yeah. get me some more bacon, yeah. oh, I, can, I can just sit here and eat eggs and bacon for every single meal, and yeah. it's it's quote-unquote healthy for me. Oh, yeah, I remember. No, wash My dad it did down Atkins. with some chicharron. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> just chicharrones wow you are just nailing your your like geographic location buddy <laughs> anyway we can't uh, talk but about you're, you're, you're the only person that will call them chicharrones mark because unless you're from our region of the the country they call them fucking pork rinds I, i'm sorry i'm <laughs> it's fine no i love your it soil problemo. i, I love it's i bet you texans call them chicharrones so Amen to that. Jen, what do you guys call them down there? Let me know, girl. <laughs> Please, let us know. Um, really, pro, we have listeners I can call out by name and get answers out of, like, days later. It's pretty neat. Fucking amen. <laughs> um, so, let's see here. Bacon is now considered a sauce. I found that a pro because I the idea of it is so Texan and so American. Yeah. It fits. It tracks. Um, I really like seeing Connie getting just as fucking stupid as Bobby or Joseph. When she's like, oh. the only way to do this is to really, like, just snap your head around. Yeah. <laughs> Connie getting to be a kid. Yes. Yeah. Because I don't know if we've ever seen that before. Yeah. 
but this is like this is Bobby and Joseph levels of stupid in the front yard, and yes. I that made that's a huge pro for me. Um, the line about Rainbow of Meats that will never not be a fucking pro for me because guys, I'm a red blooded American, and I'm soon to be a red blooded German American, and I am very into everything meat related, even though it really doesn't like me all that much. Yeah, Volschatzi. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really like the the entire concept of Peggy playing chicken with a real estate agent. Yes. Oh, okay. So we're gonna do two hundred thousand over asking. Okay, cool. Now you owe me fifteen grand in earnest money. Let's go to the bank. Drive me to the bank. She is she is just balls into it and is like, nope, I am not backing off. I am seeing this stupid murder room. It's it's what's gonna happen. Um, I really like the whole concept of Bobby leading the guys around. Yep. It's I'm surprised we haven't seen it before, to be really honest with you. Okay. Um, I would have thought they would have dug into that pail before too long because the guys are very leadable. We did. When? Oh, it's not that easy being green. Okay. A little bit. With the itchy algae? Just a little bit. Yeah. No, you're not, right. It's not, it's not like this. It's completely different. But Bobby is kind of in charge of the guys. He is. He is. Bit. And they all, they still are acting the same way as well. Like, it's like, cool. He is a hill. We can respect him because we are, we are followers of the hills. It's like, um, it's like he is Lord Hill instead of Lord Stark. And everybody else is just his bannerman. Like, it doesn't matter if it's, if it's Nedard, Hankard, Bobbyard. <laughs> They all follow them. You know our words. Taste the meat, not the heat. Exactly. I tell you what. Um, and it's always a pro when Bill gets hurt. So him getting just nailed by a bunch of uh, bumper, bumper cars. cars is just funny to me. Even though we don't get to see it nearly as much as we should. But the, the sheer joy on those kids' faces when they go, let's hit the big fat old guy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes. Uh, cons, Mark. Cons, I miss bumper cars. Mm. Let me have fucking whiplash. Get it, go away, nanny state. Yes. Yeah, we want bumper cars and we want them to go 20 miles an hour. I want bumper cars to go 20 miles an hour and I want those goddamn teacups. <laughs> I, Guys, this is how we know Mark has brain damage. These are his favorite rides. <laughs> not the chair trick in college? No, no. You gave yourself shaken baby syndrome before the chair trick. Great. <sighs> I just remember being like... The strongest little kid in the teacups and just like wrenching that shit. And my mom getting mad going, will you stop it? No! Like, I was the strongest 10-year-old. Like, um, cons. Fuck, Luann is just season one dumb and she's just. Thank you for bringing it up because. We just. Can I can I tell you what my last con is here? To, just to, so that you can have a dialogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of the character progression we have now given Luann in eight seasons is gone. I wouldn't say gone. It is so damn close. This isn't a total facing of Luann like Bobby goes nuts. That's boy. No okay. one is ever ever gonna quote anything Luann says. No, it's, no that's one's true. ever gonna like boil down Luann into this. But all this, of our all of our character episode. work, like I mean, when you th- when you think back to some of the pivotal moments. Of Luann's character growth. Yeah. Um, Return to La Grunta, Yep. Where she goes, I am not going to be your sexualized object. Um, when she goes out and says, I don't want to go to school anymore. Yeah. I want to go out and be a normal working human. And I'm successful at this. My Hair Lady. Yeah, exactly. Like we just talked about just My talked Hair Lady. Just talked about that, yeah. Um, Fun with we, Jane and Jane, Pygmalion. Like, it, like it, we've had so many moments of character growth 
And they're all gone. The now. good buck. Like, yes. She is smarter in the good buck than she is in this. Yeah. And now we, we've completely reverted. She is worse than baby Bobby. Yeah. In this episode. Yeah. And I, you guys know how much I fucking love baby Bobby. So, no, I, I feel like I just, like, jumped on your shit here for a not second. Not at all, not keep, at all. I mean, keep going if you need to, but no, that's, that, that's that, a big glaring yeah. con for me in this episode. And that's the same. It's, it's a big glaring con. Uh, Luann is hard to watch. She's kind of annoying. It's just... I, I think, and and we're, we're going to have to have to look out for it from here on out, as you and I are want to do. Yes. I think this might be the inception of why you don't like her as a character, or why you didn't before we started this co- podcast. Because from here on out... She's going to be dumb, Luann. Yeah. We know that because the next, what is our next really big introduction to Luann, buddy? <laughs> a week and a half with the red knock on Rainy Street. I don't know that one yet. I don't, I can't. And we haven't looked into the future yet, but I'm going to tell you. Yeah. I have a, a clairvoyant vision that you're going to hate it. And this is probably why you never gave her a second guess on so many other rewatches. Because this Luann sucks ass. It's a bad Luann. <laughs> it's... This is a hard Luann to love. Yeah. But you know me, I'm still going to try. You are going to try. I, that's that's our whole... Because I haven't had a sex dream about any other King of the Hill character, so... <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's 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 one of the it's one of our our big things that we've we've kind of like that I wanted to to turn you around on a little bit. Yeah, I'm really interested to see you have a, a respect for the Luann that we've had in the first seven seasons. Yes, and I'm really curious now with that respect how you're going to look at the next seven seasons, six seasons. Oh, listeners, I guess we're gonna find out together, huh? Yeah, we're yep. gonna see if if there's any respect left after all the good shit we saw, or if they just tank her so hard that Mark goes, nope. Never mind. Yep. I was right the first time. Oh, don't, anyway, keep going, Con. No, not at all. Don't make me be right, please. Uh, Con. Connie is going to give herself a stroke. Whipping her. <laughs> so did yes. you hear about that story about the kid that just gave himself a massive stroke in England? No. Literally, this was like weeks ago, right? <laughs> I can't give you any details. I only heard about it on another podcast, so that's hmm. why I know about it. This kid was making tea, and he turned his head to ask his parent if they wanted something. And in the turning of his head, it popped an embolism and it he stroked right there and died whoa yeah okay so like <clears throat> that isn't a real thing that can happen that is very clearly god wants you to die so god will kill you yeah. but to that end connie is gonna give herself a fucking stroke whipping her neck like that and yet we've all done it oh, yeah. <laughs> oh god we're doing it right now guys that was my chest <laughs> is that a rockadillo <laughs> there's our, our weekly rockadillo reference everybody <laughs> stickers coming soon <laughs> stickers coming soon for the dangle podcast radio show <laughs> <laughs> um the word looky lose i don't know it's a word that just makes me want to like punch babies and it's looky loo and they say it a lot and it like i just i hate it i don't know Okay. I don't know. I don't know what it is with me. Just the word "looky lose." Like, oh, oh, oh it just. Maybe it's just reminding you of all those times where you were stuck in traffic for an extra half an hour for no reason other than people wanted to look at a crash. I don't know. I have no idea. Just... That's why it inspires rage in me. The word "looky loo" makes me angry. Yeah. Um, Johnny, one final con, and this is just a question for you. Oh, can I be Luann's bucket? No. Oh, please. <laughs> No. Please, it's only been a couple hours. No. Okay. <laughs> My cons, Mark, we're, we're moving off that one fast because I do not want to imagine you being Luann's bucket. 
Um, Hank giving just Link... number one bucket. I <clears throat> just number one. Nah, fuck it. Shit on my chest. <laughs> um, we mentioned I mentioned it already that Hank giving Lady Bird that whole pile of burgers. <laughs> it's a con. <laughs> it's a con for me because it would kill that dog. <laughs> She's so dead. <laughs> She's just gone. And I know sometimes we wish for Lady Bird's death on this podcast, but I don't want her to go that way. You know, that's, you bill, that's billing yourself shot. to death. <laughs> <laughs> um, my other con here, because I already talked about Luann and her character progression, progression just being gone, <laughs> is that maybe it's because you and I went to went to a college that, in a very small town and we yep. didn't go on a big campus. But I have seen so many, like, so many TV shows try and present the the liberal college campus mm-hmm. as people are constantly protesting all the time about something. And there's like nine different causes and you could just go from booth to booth. Yeah. Like it's it's a trope you see in community, you see it in King of the Hill, you see it in all these different TV shows. I have never once seen it, so it's a con to me. Because I'm like, none of this is rooted in actual fact. You guys are using this as a plot device and it's hack. And you should be better than that because you're king of the hill, and I know you're better than that. It's a TV trope that was a TV trope that became a stronger... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, it's a con for me. Because that sort of shit annoys me, because this show is better than that most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, maybe I just expect more of it. <laughs> um, Mark, we're to favorite moments. We are to favorite moments. What do you got for me? Uh, I have one. Okay. It's the Grib Howard portrait. Okay. <laughs> That is almost as good as as my uh, my steam portrait, which is a casual, or lovingly referred to as Dill. It's Dale and Bill. <laughs> yep. It's it's Bill's head with Dale's face and glasses, and it is the most unnerving fucking thing. I know I've sent it to you at least once. Oh, a couple probably times. Probably twice. A couple times. <laughs> I will never get rid of it because it's my favorite fucking thing in the world. But uh, Gribhauer is very close to it. It makes me happy. Right on. Favorite moment for you, buddy. Oh, question mark, question mark, question mark, but tangentially. Mm. Mm, I don't know. Luan's pee bucket. No, that's for me. <laughs> no, I don't really have a favorite moment. Maybe when the cop is talking to Hank about how... No, because that's not even a good moment. It's just... I don't have one. It's fine. It's... Yeah. Nothing stands out. I like... No, I don't have a favorite moment. Nothing really gets me. There's, I mean, there's a couple of, of moments in this episode that are fun, but nothing super memorable, right? Yeah. Like, like I like the Peggy B story. I think it's fun, but there's nothing memorable that comes out of it. Right. Um, I like the Bobby B story, but there's nothing memorable that comes out of it other than my Gribhauer portrait that I already pulled. And then the rest of this is mostly like Luann being a fucking child mm-hmm. and Hank going, no, I want to treat you like an adult. Oh, but wait, you're fucking Luann, and you're a giant child, and then him getting mad. Like, there's nothing really good in no. that. No, no, there's not. I Even the setup is kind of soft. Like, again, it yeah. took us a minute to go, wait, Luann lives with the hills again? So, little bits like this. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give you your favorite moment. What's my favorite moment? Your favorite moment is that we get to see Big Tex. Nah, I don't care. <laughs> that's the closest thing. Nah. Like, that's the only thing I can think of for you. Nah. Like, nah. Okay. I don't know. I just... Well, we'll leave it at question marks then. Question marks, yeah. Well, 
Mark, would you like to break down our rating system, or would you like me to? Yeah, sure, I'll break it down. I don't have a cute one, but I can break it down real quick yeah. for us. Our rating system breaks down thusly. At the very, very bottom is Charcoal. Charcoal is a failure of an episode of King of the Hill. It is a shit episode of TV. Don't watch it. It's not going to be good. The only thing it can do is get soot under your boy's nails. And that soot will make a better grilling medium than propane. Nah, mesquite is not charcoal. <laughs> Two boxes. <laughs> um, above that is Megalo. Megalo is a bronze. It is a shiny. It is a. It is a bronze. It is a turd. But inside <laughs> that turd are little golden nuggets of all rightishness. A joke lands. Um, you have an okay B plot. It's just, it's better. It's getting there. It's not good, but yeah. Above that is butane. Butane, like propane, is a gas. But butane is a bastard gas. And propane is not welcome at, you know, barbecue events, because these are real barbecue events. But to that end, you love to hate butane, and you hate to love it. Just like you love to hate and you hate to love this episode. It's pretty good. It's a silver ranking. It's all right. It has its moments. You're not going to turn it off if it's on TV. But yeah. you're probably not going to put it on like, I want to watch some King of the Hill. Oh, thank God. For a girl, you'll be giant soon. Like, yeah, it's just not. It's just there. It's a yeah. silver. Yeah. You're going to do it. Above that is a Char King. Um, Char King is a gold rank. It's an amazing episode of King of the Hill. It works well. The writing is great. The musical cues are on point. The animation is probably passable. If it's in the later seasons and we're not getting too horned up about it. Yeah. But there's something that hangs up to you. There's something that sticks in your craw. Maybe you need a bit of context to enjoy it. The big takeaway, big takeaway for me is The Exterminator. Yeah. You and I love that episode, but you need the context of Dale Gribble to enjoy that episode. Yeah, otherwise it's just going to be like, why do I care about this crazy white guy? Yeah, you're like, what is this, Office Space, like, one point nothing? Like, yeah. Office Space Beta? And if Johnny and I come together and we both give it a Char King, well, it becomes a Char King in Periel. And maybe just from now on it needs to become a pretty, pretty grill grill. I don't know. No. Okay, okay. okay. No. <laughs> that's my that's my favorite moment is you getting mad at me for pretty, pretty grill grill. God damn. Listeners, please protest with me with pretty, pretty grill grill. <laughs> um, finally, if it's beyond a pretty, pretty grill grill, it becomes a blue flame of valor. Uh, Blue Flame of Valor is the greatest episodes of King of the Hill you can watch. Hell, it's <coughs> it's probably one of the best episodes of TV you can watch. The writing is on point. The characters are used well. The whole story just clips. The music cues are amazing. The guest stars are amazing. And we just love it. And you can show it to somebody with no... Co you could show a Blue Flame to your mom. That's kind of how I have now adopted our rating system. Yeah. I can show this to my mom and she'll go, Okay, I understand what you're doing with your life. You're not wasting it. So, that being said, on a scale of charcoal to the uh, blue flame of valor, what do you give, girl? You'll be a giant soon. Oh, I gave it a blue flame. Did you really? No. Oh, God, no. I was like, what? God, no. What? How? Guys, I'm in the think hole. I had to see his face. Um, <laughs> Shit, I'm still reeling. Fuck no, my heart. No, I gave it a butane. Um, honestly, in the spirit of this show, as an individual viewer... As somebody who is now watching this time and time and time, like we're watching this with a purpose. If if you're watching the show with a purpose, it's not a butane, it's actually a megalo. Mm. Because it has now ruined one of the characters. Okay. It, this is the pivotal moment of decline for one of the main characters of this show. But if you are watching this, if it's on at Comedy Central or Adult Swim in the middle of the night and it shows up, it's a butane. It's middle of the road. It's a fine episode. It is what it is. And if you don't already hate Luann, you probably aren't going to enjoy her in this episode, but it's not going to be a big thing. But 
what really sticks in my craw about this episode is Luann. It's how far it we have now degraded her over the period of 20 minutes yeah. from what we had not even half a season ago with with um the 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 my hair lady. Yes. So yeah, that was what 6 weeks ago for us like it, not even that I like really. Think. I mean it's it, it was like a month ago, if that with us. Yeah. Um I know we just talked about it. We just it. yeah. And it's like okay, you you've now taken one of my favorite characters and arguably my favorite voice actor on this entire show and you have just like degraded her to this. So by our counting, my hair lady was uh February 24th. Yeah. It's episode 160. So this is 167 you said? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So Wow, seven weeks. That's a hell of a turn, and we're never going to get her back. I really don't feel like we're ever going to get her back. You know what else could happen in seven weeks? What's going to happen in seven weeks? You get knocked up by stupid redneck spawn. (laughs) Maybe. Mm. I don't think they get knocked up that that early. Not that early, but I just... mm. uh, Anyway, Mark, uh, we got to get your rating for this bad boy. My rating for this? Well, Johnny, we still got to make a sound effect for it, because we got another butane that makes it a two-tane. Two-tane! Listeners, make us a cool sound effect. I might use it. I don't know. Yeah, but like we got to do it like grill starting. So, <laughs> I don't. You got it. You got I don't, it. I got nothing. Um, no, it's a butane. It's a two-tane. Whatever. It's fine. It's like you're saying. It's Liter- okay. It's okay. Literal middle of the road. Nothing happens. No one cares. There's zero consequences. There's zero stakes. Sure, there's some good Hank and Luann bits. Um, sure, there's some all right. Side stories are fun. Side stories are fun. It's not. I'm not. My new. I think my new like. What do you call this? Not category. Um, My new qualifier for all of this. I'm not mad after I watched it. Okay. Um, Racist no, dog. That... I was mad after I watched it. <laughs> oh, yes, you were. <laughs> um, I'm trying and to think how, of how, listeners. <laughs> Fuck you. So are you. I'm trying to think of any other one. There's some that we have watched and just like come out of it like in a bad mood. I think like you and I yelled at each other like odd call. Like, <laughs> after, like. It's true. We had our moments, everybody. We've been a little mad, and, like, we had to, like, cut out, like, there will be, like, a weird jump, but it's like, let's talk about the next episode. Like, <laughs> we're just grumpy. We're mad about it. So, no. To that end, I'm not mad that I watched it. Right. Okay. Yeah. But, shit, I guess with that, you want to jump on over to our next episode? I do. Well, let's do her. All right. Well, we're moving on to episode 168, Stressed for Success. Original air date, May 2nd, 2004. This is written by Tony Gamalobo and Rebecca May. They are a writing duo. We have seen them before and often. We have. Uh, let me pull up our spreadsheet here. Uh, the last time we saw them... Oh, my goodness. Wow. Last time we saw Tony Gamalobo and Rebecca May was Reborn to be Wild, Mark. Praise him. Praise him. Hmm. Yeah, so I'm, they're, they're okay. I, I remember liking that. I, yeah. If I'm looking at our things here, we have a butane and a charking. You really liked that one, so. I didn't give that a charking, did That's I? what it says. Wow. Doesn't seem right. <laughs> it doesn't seem right, but I'm really <laughs> glad that we have this uh, this this sheet up here now because I can call your ass out on it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what have I done? Hoisted by my own petard. <laughs> Hey, that's my line, you shit. <laughs> uh, cast of characters this week. Hank Peggy, Bobby Hill, Luann Platter, Dale Gribble, Boomhauer, Bill Dotrieve, Khan, Min, and Connie Supanusimpone, Chain Wasana Song. Uh, his dad is also there. We have 
Ted Wasana Song, but he's not listed. Ted Wasana Song. Uh, we have Kelly Clarkson, Don, Jeremy, Eugene Grandy, and the Quizmaster, voiced by our everybody's favorite Clear Eyes spokesman, Ben Stein. Wow. Yeah, or or if you guys are not so much into watching commercials from the '90s, um, you can you can always remember him from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, as the guy that literally just goes Bueller, 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 or the other Ben Stein quiz bowl show, Win Ben Stein's Money, Bueller. <laughs> Anyway, synopsis, Mark. You want to give me a synopsis? Bobby joins the Quiz Bowl team using his broad mastery of pop culture. I don't do a very good Ben Stein. I apologize. No, but that was a good synopsis. Yeah. 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 Uh, a story characters this week, guys. Bobby and Connie. Do we really have a B story in this episode? Like, did you feel like we had one? No. I didn't think so either. Um, I say we jump into notes, but I'm going to go first because I always let you go first. You get it, baby. <laughs> uh, this whole episode should be retro rage, right? No, no, I don't Didn't know. scream that to you. Cause it did to me because it's all pop culture from 2004 pop culture from 2004, but I don't know about you. Actually, I do know about you. You just went to some trivia. I did. Yeah. I go regularly to a brew pub. Well, I used to, Yeah. I could probably start going again. Uh, point being. Nah, man, these, these are pop culture trivia questions that they ask at Trivia yeah. Night. So, no, it's... I guess, yeah. I mean, and with, with the this is like right at the advent of the internet, so yes. a lot of this stuff is immortalized. But but also, a lot of this episode is made completely useless by IMDb. Yeah. Remember when the Six Degrees of um, Beetlejuice was a thing? Yeah. Yeah, and like... No oh, one absolutely. Cares. No one cares now. Yeah, no, yeah it's, you got IMDb. You don't, you don't need to care anymore. Um, Mark, how many extracurriculars has Bobby had now? With More than quiz, I can count. Adding Quiz Bowl, we've got, um, he's the Arlen mascot. He played on the, the wind, the soccer team. He played on the baseball team. Football. Um, he's played on the football team. Uh, Bobby was in wrestling. Wrestling. Um. Garden club. Garden club. Yep. Thank you. Yearbook. Uh. <laughs> Question mark. Yeah. Alfred's Hank Yeah. No, we're going to say he, that's, that's, a, that's a yearbook credit right there. Um, like what, like, I, I love how Hank is just, he makes this big definitive statement of you're not going to sit here and just watch TV all the time. You're going to do an extracurricular. Like he's never done one before. I also feel like I was involved in a lot of things in middle school, high school, and I feel like my mom still yelled at me enough about stop watching TV. Like it. No, it's true, but like I said, did she ever treat you like you'd never done it before? Oh, all the time. Oh yeah, no, I was the laziest <laughs> piece of shit in the whole world. How the hell are you watching TV? Go feed the fucking chicks. I fed them an hour ago. Shut up. <laughs> we love you, Terry. Um. <laughs> anyway, I just thought that was interesting because my mom we've... doesn't listen. <laughs> We've we've seen so many extracurriculars. Yes, so many with Bobby, that and we will was, continue to see more. But that, that's a trope. But that was my problem with, and I forget the goddamn episode. But Hank goes, "How do you like that? My boy's on a team, and I wasn't even the coach." Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, like you know what happens a lot. It's it's so much of a trope that we could we could have a running tally of who who has more like random things they get started and never finish peggy with her weird side jobs or bobby with his extracurriculars i mean peggy because bobby's still the mascot he is like that's at least a thing yeah like uh chess club didn't pan out whatever like, can't double jump man <laughs> also they stole our connie versus uh 
Nancy, Chance? no, Connie versus Nancy, uh, B-plot from the Onyx chessboard. It's true. <laughs> from, um, uh, I forget the, the, the horrors of pulling or whatever that was. Oh, I, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I thought it was interesting to see, because we, we are always, you and I are pretty on top of it when Peggy gets a new job. Yes. We really should be watching for when Bobby has a new extracurricular. Bobby gets Shit. a new, yeah. I, he, he got into, into, like, witchcraft and Wicca. That's technically. That's a religious that, club, yeah. It's, it's a club, man. Like, it, and he treated it like an extracurricular. Shit. Can't have your boyfriend in here, Hank. Same with his rose garden, like. Rose garden, yeah. Like, damn. Yeah. Bobby tries a lot of shit. I wish my parents let me try that much stuff. Bobby got the hobby. Um, I feel like my own personal knowledge of certain subjects ranks among Bobby and his knowledge of pop culture. Okay. It is useless. It is entertaining. <laughs> it's why we're here today, guys, because I've watched King of the Hill way too many times, and I love to talk about it. It's not really going to serve anybody other than entertainment, right? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to be able to save somebody's life by telling them, oh, did you realize that this happened in this episode of King of the Hill? Wingo, buddy! Like, it's never going to actually serve <laughs> me for anything. Fuck. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Mark my words, if we have somebody that's on the reboot staff that listens to our shit and you want to hire Mark and I because we know a shitload about this, we're here. We're ready to be hired. We just got to work remote. But we'll fucking do it and you can all prove me wrong. We also got to throw out here, Johnny and I come as a package deal. We are the Allens. Not, we are the fucking You Allens. don't get John Schneider and Mark Jones. You get the fucking M and J. Yeah, exactly. J and M. We're, we're fucking Gamma Lobo in May, man. Bam, bam. Bam. God, we're high five this week. <laughs> we are very high fivey. It's because we've had a lot of beers. because you're here. And right? I'm here. It's good. You're here. It's beer. Don't worry about it. Um, We are getting more and more product placement. And it was very apparent oh, in this episode when oh they, my God. they wheel... I know you, you called this out last week. But they, with the with the with uh, Olive Garden. With yeah. Olive Garden. When they're, when they're making a point to call out a restaurant that exists in yeah. our... Yeah, yeah. Oh, this isn't a restaurant. No, I know, but this yeah. Is, this is uh, Khan and Ted Wasanasong wheeling up a mini fridge specifically of Mountain Dew and Red Bull. Yeah. Yeah. So... I, I felt like it was noteworthy that, that we're getting a lot of product placement now. Like you had mentioned uh, a week or two ago, it is now just permeating everything we're doing. Yeah, actually hit one of my cons. Yeah. It's kind of rough. Yeah. Um, and then the pop culture references that I that I got during Bobby's freakout, during his panic attack. Yes. Kelly Clarkson, Friends, and I know I saw Bruce Willis in there at least once. Yes, yeah. Uh, could, you th- could you pick out anybody else? No, I just sat and watched his freak out, and I really liked okay. it. In the Megalomart. Yeah, in the yeah. Megalomart. And I yeah. didn't even try and, and name all the people that he, when he starts having the Kelly Clarkson talking to him, and, yeah. hey, this is Justin Timberlake, and this is Britney Spears, and they went to this. And they this. were in the Mickey Mouse Club together. Yeah. Justin, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I will say, as a almost as a compliment to the animators, all of the named people kind of looked like named pe- like their named counterparts. Um, There was one. Oh, shit, who was it? John Malkovich looked just like... Yeah. yeah, Tom Hanks is the one that got me. Tom Hanks, Ron Howard. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was like, okay, good for you guys. I didn't see Britney Spears looking like Britney Spears, but you nailed Tom Hanks, so that's more important to me. 2000 Britney Spears looked a lot different. I am realizing it's that. It's true. It's, it's very true. That was K-fed Britney, so it's different. <laughs> yes. Um. Anyway, those are my notes. Give me your notes, buddy. Oh, some of my notes. Here we go. What? Oh, there you go. What's your... So we're going back in time right now, right? You're in okay. middle school. You're the doctor that has to go to the dance or perform open heart surgery. Okay. In the Megalomart. But you're going to go back to do Quiz Bowl. What do you specialize in? 
As a doctor? No, no, no. You, Johnny, right now. I Because the doctor in Megalomart says, oh, I'd rather perform open you. heart surgery than go, go to the, the middle school bowl. dance. So, what, so I'm an evil wizard and you're going back in time to go be on the Quiz Bowl team. So what am I, what's my Quiz Bowl specialty? What are you specializing in Quiz Bowl? Okay. I mean this in the most sincere and honest way. I am the gayest kid in middle school because it's musical theater. Okay. My dad raised me with so much middle school theater. Guys, I am 100% heterosexual and yet you would never guess it by my knowledge 87%. of 87%. It is a fucking spectrum. <laughs> I'm not going to say 100%. And fuck you for making that laugh so hard. I'm sorry, 87. Am I, am I wrong? It's not quite that low. It's, <laughs> we're in the 90s. Low? That's still a fucking B+. Plus. We're in the 90s. B plus is straight, dog. Guys, I, I, I have eyes for one woman. And she is currently half a world away. Which makes you even gayer. Right now it does, because I'm about to hang out at your house and stay the night with another man. It's going to be great. Drinking these rogue <laughs> honey kolsches. Yes. Also, listeners, I still can't taste. I still don't have a sense of taste from two weeks ago, one week ago. I don't know. Um, I'm waiting for you to get into yours. Yeah. I don't hate that. I can smell taste the honey. Okay. Honey might be the, one of the first things I've smell tasted in a goddamn minute, and that's... That makes me feel pretty good. But I good. hate a Kolsch, and I am so confused right now. <laughs> anyway. Um, but no, so it's musical theater. Musical I, theater. I grew up watching Oklahoma, The Music Man, uh, Guys and Dolls, anything by Rodgers and Hammerstein, almost everything by Stephen Sondheim, though I fucking hate him. A if Little Night Music is good. Hmm? A Little Night Music. It's... Sign of the Clowns is a good song. Okay, no, I'll, I'll, own, I'll own bits and pieces of it. Um, West Side Story is like my all-time favorite musical next to uh, the Book of Mormon, but I'm also a Colorado guy, so you have to love Book of Mormon. Gotta. I, I have a stupid knowledge of this. You and I were theater kids as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even yeah. though we went to a program that hated musical theater. Which I will be forever grateful for, yeah. <laughs> but musical theater is my quiz bowl specialty. Cool. Um, I, I can tell you that... Um, oh, shit, I used to... Never mind. I'm, my my quiz bowl is failing me here. I was going to tell you who the original Phantom was because I used to remember oh, Michael Crawford. There you go. Holy yeah. shit! It's Michael Crawford. Michael I came Crawford. back. I got it back. Got it's it back. Fucking Michael Crawford. Like having sex with a bicycle. You just Andrew happens. Lloyd Webber. You son of a bitch. <laughs> anyway, Mark. What about you? What would your specialty be? We're going back in time. Probably history. If I go right now with okay. all my knowledge, yeah, history. Thousand percent. Um, yeah. Okay. I especially like. Boy, I've gotten bad about World War One shit. There's a lot of it lately. Yeah. No, like, we're seeing a lot but, of it. Yeah. And so it's inspired a lot of people to like just sprout more shit. And I love it. I, right there on that it. bookshelf, there's like three World War One books. Like, yeah. Um, uh, off mic, have you watched All Quiet on the Western Front yet? Oh, yeah. What'd no, wait, think? what? All Quiet on the Western Front on Netflix. Oh, not on Netflix. It's on, you're not on Netflix. Um, it's all in German and it's fucking insane. I will check it out. Dude, It. did you watch 1917? Yes. Did you like it? Sure. It was better than that. Okay. Yeah, it's real good. Okay. Um, on Prime, they shall not grow old. Fuck you. I, I. Well, you already know my fucking love for Jackson. Yes. So there's yes. that. I I have stayed away from it because it's gonna make me fucking cry. Oh, we're I know watching, it. We're gonna get fucking high and watch that tonight. God that's damn. what we're gonna do tonight. No, that's depressing as shit. Oh, it's so good. I fucking watched the back of the flight from Vegas and I'm like sitting there crying and I was like, "What's wrong damn. with you?" And it's like, "Oh, I had a job to do and I went and didn't. No, I didn't think about the Jerry's and it was four. No, it's great. <laughs> um, yeah, no history. I think it'd be my quiz bowl shtick. Okay. Yeah. Um. You can, in fact, Hank, get a job with pop culture. You can be a professor in pop culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's called being a podcaster. 
<laughs> You're talking to two fucking doctors right now, I reckon. I my name is John Schneider Doctorb. The B is for bargain, and this is exactly what I want to do for the rest of my life. Talk about King of the Hill. Here, fucking here. Cheers to that, buddy. Do you like that? Absolutely. Is it a good cold? Yeah. I can't tell. I can just kind of taste some honey and I'm all The right. honey is not overwhelming, and that's why I'm surprised you can fucking taste it or smell it. I think I can smell it better than I can taste it, but yeah. God, guys. Fucking Wolverine nose, man. Rogue Honey Kolsch. Give it a shot. Got it. Go do it. I like it. I like it. Um, I remember when MTV2 showed up. The new Bobby's coming about a new MTV Call channel. Call our cable or cable provider. There's a new MTV. I remember when MTV two popped yeah. up. Yeah, it still has most of the good shit on it. Yeah, I would say at least. Um, a dinner with onions is on resting next to Bobby. So when Bobby's doing his media blitz one day, there's a copy of a dinner with onions resting against his TV. Yeah, we're, we're just calling out TRL. when we see it. Yeah, TRL. Yeah, yeah. pop up. Yeah. Um, but we're just calling out when we see it. Make yes, it happy. I, guys, we love Dinner with Onions. If any of a you, Dinner with Onions. As I say, if any of you have a uh, mock copy of that, I would absolutely adore it if you could send it to Mark. Uh, look for a P.O. box incoming. Yes. <laughs> Bobby's almost acid trip scene in the Megalomart. That's it is it's almost almost an acid trip, and I wanted to talk yeah. to you about it, but also sidebar that it's probably my favorite moment. So we'll talk mm. about that when we get mm-hmm. to favorite moments. But yeah. Unless you want to talk about it earlier yeah. than that. Um, man, I wish that 14-year-old me would have watched this episode and paid attention to it when they were talking about like the burnout and the anxiety and shit. Right? Bobby's realization of, I can just quit. I can just, just walk away. Like It's gone. Like, the knot in my stomach is gone. Yeah. I can feel a lot better. I can just walk away from this, and I don't have to do this anymore. No one else has to depend on me. Yes. Like, yeah. You're not going to go to college if I don't win? Yeah. 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 And it... I wish I would have listened to this more when I was a kid and just gone like, there's going to be things in your life that you are going to want to walk away from. And you probably should with some. I should not have been the president of Geo Club. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. But um, I have another note that'll probably be my other favorite moment, but I got to blow your mind with it later. Okay. So to that end, give me your pros, buddy. Uh, pros. I will never not stand for a jackass reference. And yes, I use stand, and I know how much you, you probably don't care for that term. I don't care about it. Oh. I just assumed, buddy, that you didn't care for people calling things, or saying they stand things. Um, guys, if you if you hadn't figured this I'm out already... I'm not that fucking old, you know? No, like, no, it's not that you're you old. Make you make me just, out to be a tyrant. No, you, you are a tyrant. You're not... It doesn't have anything to do with your, your age. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, Mark gets irrationally mad at some things. I, I incorrectly assumed he would be mad at me saying the word stand. Drip. If you say Bobby Hill's drip when he shows up to Quiz Bowl, I'll get mad at you. If you say <laughs> the fit, I want to beat you to death with the fucking long hair from your head tied to the short hair of your ass. No bussin', bruh. Uh, bussin's cool. <laughs> Anyway, um, I will always, always appreciate a Jackass reference. For those of you guys that haven't already watched it, there's some really good Jackass stuff in the new History of the World Part 2 on Hulu. Because uh, Knoxville plays Rasputin. You need to go and check it out. But every time I see it referenced in popular culture, I will call it out because I have watched all of those movies in the theaters. I've seen all four of them in theaters. Yeah, They're the greatest movies of my generation. It, yeah, it literally <laughs> performance art at its pinnacle. Yeah. Yes, not to mention Johnny Knoxville is probably the greatest human being in the world. Here, here. 
like the man is indestructible and the man is he, he's got to be like the nicest fucking human in the world yeah um we're i'm eagerly looking forward to when we get to talk about him in a, like a season or two because he's going to be guest starring oh, yeah. season or two here. Yeah, he is. You're right. And yeah. he's one, it's one of my more favorite late season episodes. Because um, it's j- fucking Johnny Knoxville and he's so fucking wholesome. Um, Out of that whole group, though, too, he is not the worst one we could have, like, gleaned to, oh, you know? Oh, God, no. Yeah. You and I could be like, fucking Bam Margera, dog. <laughs> like, Guys, if you're, if you're out watching Jackass and you want to emulate Bam Margera or Chris Pontius, please don't. You pump your fucking Chris Pontius brakes. No, he... I love I got, him, but he is way too inappropriate for now. You, you cannot get away, Chris Pontius breaks. You cannot get away with the party boy anymore. Yes, you can. You a thousand percent. Not only can you, also should you. Yes, the answer to both is yes. I'm going to keep going here. I'm part of the um, problem. Did you notice the animation on Math Guy's unibrow? The, you're not a math guy, are you? <laughs> yeah. I'm a math guy. Dude, it's it's rough looking unibrow. He looks like a fucking McPoyle. Where we blew our animation budget on unibrow? <laughs> It's, I mean, it's a unique model. We'll say that. <laughs> he looks like a fucking McPoyle. Bro, you got her. I just... <laughs> well done. Um, Panic attacks are insane. And I'm really... I like... Any, anytime I can see something like this represented in media, I appreciate it. As somebody who works in the mental health field, panic attacks are real and they're fucking terrifying. The other really good instant that I, I've seen, like a good example of a panic attack... I don't know if you've ever watched Ted Lasso. It's on Apple TV... It's Jason Sudeikis. It's super popular because he's fucking wholesome as shit. I've heard it's a really solid show, yeah. It's I've watched the first two seasons. The third one just started like a couple weeks ago. Um, but there is he has panic attacks in that show, and they feel very authentic. Okay. Just like Bobby's does. It's like you get overwhelmed, and the way Bobby describes it, he's like, what does he say? My heart is racing outside of my my chest or yeah. something like that. It's it's nuts. Um I've I've worked with people that are going through active panic attacks. It's fucking terrifying. You feel like you're gonna die. Charcoal to blue flame. How well was this panic attack done? Um, I would say probably a char king. Okay. It's not quite a blue flame, but it's pretty damn accurate. But it's accurate. It's the the overwhelm. The sensory overload is the big part that makes it authentic. Okay. Um, Bobby going, oh, this is coming, and this is coming, and this is coming, and you have the background knowledge of him talking about. If I don't, if I don't do this right, then it's Connie and Shane and everybody else in Quizball getting fucked out of their college education, like that all compounding with just the nonstop sensory overload. It's very accurate. Okay. Yeah. Um. Hmm. So, yeah, panic attacks, guys. No fucking joke. Uh, a couple weeks ago, maybe four weeks ago or so, I called you out and I said we have a a Hankism, just like Homer has his Homerisms. Yes, with the Trombampoline, yeah. The Trombampoline. The H and R block, yeah. Yeah, we have the Ben Gay in this The Ben episode. Gay, yeah. Yeah, there yes. you are. Yes, so I made sure to point that out. Yes. Um, I really, really appreciate, this is a pro to me, really appreciate the lengths that Hank and Peggy, even though they are not into this world, the lengths they go to to make Bobby feel comfortable. Yeah. They shut the blinds. They cover everything up. They turn the music on. They turn the, the or they, they light the candles. They are doing what they can to make their kid feel better. Yeah. And fuck if that's not to be applauded. Yeah. Like, guys, if you're going to take anything away from this episode, be like them. Yes. Fucking help your people when they need their help. Yes. Jesus. And Dale's theory about Disneyland and the New York Yankees is a pro to me. That Disneyland is was originally run by a bunch of orphans on uh, treadmills, <laughs> yeah. and those those kids grew up to be the New York Yankees. Okay. Um, okay. Aaron Judge, if you're out there, thank you for all the work you did in the Disneyland slaves or Disneyland mine slave mines. 
I really appreciate you, even though I fucking hate the Yankees. <laughs> um, and this is my last pro here. This is another really good Hank and Bobby ending with them watching the Beverly Hillbillies together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, get yeah. to connect, and Hank is just like, okay, I'm, I'm meeting you in your world. I understand that this is taking a shitload uh, of like your energy. It's taking a big mental toll on you, and I am meeting you in your world. I don't want you to give up. He makes that very clear. You made a commitment. You should do the rest of this. Right. We don't need to see the final final quiz bowl thing. We don't need to see if Chain and Connie like get to go to college because of Bobby. Yeah. That doesn't need to be said. That's wonderful fucking writing. But Hank stepping aside and going, the whole episode he's been, I don't understand why he does this. Why Why is this such a big deal? All he's doing is sitting and watching TV. This is some bullshit. And you get his turnaround moment. Yeah. And anytime that Hank will will step aside and become a better dad for that, it's I think it's worth noting. Yes. And we've been seeing a lot of that lately. And if fuck, dude, if that's all I'm going to take out of season eight is that we've seen like four or five of these episodes, then season eight is a fucking win for me. Because I'm not tired of it yet. Well, but it's also like, it's kind of like what you said already about how like, or we were bitching about earlier about how like, Hank forgets all the things that Bobby does, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But then with this, he doesn't seem like it matters. Yeah, the guys tell him how important it is. Uh, Ted and Con pretty much drive how, home how important it is. Right. Peggy's backing him, so like Hank just takes it at face value and goes from there. I just enjoy, I just like it. There's no stakes for ending. Hank in this. Yeah, and it's a good ending. And Hank cares, and Hank loves his boy. And it's not the thing where I bitch about, oh, that boy ain't right, hobble, wobble, hobble, wobble. It's not that. Yeah. It's, I don't understand it, but I'm going to approve of, like, it's... I'm going to try and meet you halfway. I'm going to meet you halfway, and really, that's all we can ask out of Hank. Like, and most of the time... Anybody, anybody really, just that, that like, approval of a parent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and most of the time, Bobby has no problem meeting Hank halfway with anything. No. Like, that's, like, his fucking superpower. Cool. I can, I can figure out how to meet you here. Like how to how to compromise and find a way to make this work. Little whore is a shop, yeah, and he's just so willing to buy into Hank and like back Hank and cheer Hank. Yeah. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, guys, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna say it again. If all I get out of season eight is that we've got a bunch of really good Hank and Bobby endings, it's a fucking success for me. But that is an interesting way to look at it. Yeah. yeah. Um, give me some pros, buddy. Some pros. Number one, JFK. Last gunslinger. <laughs> After he got Jackie Onassis, he totally got Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> How does he say he like? What does the kid say? He like he tagged her Ramon, or something? Yeah, I totally tagged Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> yeah, Ramon. <laughs> Ramon. Oh, oh flame to you, buddy. Yes, sir. Con and Ted's shirts at Quiz Bowl. <laughs> Con Junior and Te- uh, Chain Number One. I just like it. It's yes. cute with the pictures and everything. Yeah. This is the first time I think we've seen Con and ted be on the same level yes yes it is uh, ted is always like way above him he always has to like lord his power over him yeah better than yeah Uh, Yeah. but now they're together yeah what you're saying same level yeah yeah hummingbirds pro i just fucking like hummingbirds oh hell yeah i love hummingbirds they make me happy hell yeah (laughs) um if you don't like hummingbirds turn this fucking thing off and never come back you don't like hummingbirds come to alamosa colorado i'm gonna tune your fucking ass up um God, we are real squarely right now. Pro, Principal Moss going, well, I thought we cut Quiz Bowl last year. <laughs> you audibly laughed <laughs> so hard. That moment broke me. And it's just, also, I'm going to need your go ahead and... 
Fuck Carl Moss. Oh yeah, fuck Carl Moss. Thank that you. That guy sucks ass. Is he even in our thing? Here? I think you no. mentioned him. No. no, he wasn't in our thing. <laughs> hey guys, addendum, addendum to our cast of characters. Fucking Carl Moss, piece of shit. <laughs> I just love Carl Moss. And his, I thought we cut this years ago. That's hilarious. Um, and finally, we already called this out, beat it to death, but I'm going to hit it one more time here. Uh, Hank and Bobby watching Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah. I just like that, and then Hank going, oh yeah, that's this guy, and he did the, I like, I like all of that. Um, I don't know if you remember, ever had this moment, but like, watching old shows with your forebearers, My, and like, yeah. them, and like, you realize, like, wait a minute, isn't that so-and-so from so-and-so? Uh, the one for me was, um, stagecoach was Clint, Clint Eastwood and my granddad. Okay. And going, is that Clint Eastwood? Yeah, that is, and like. These little moments, and like okay. we get to bond because of our like mutual recognition of a person. That was cool. Hank and Bobby do it. It really just kind of touched me and made me feel good inside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of my all-time favorite movies is Young Frankenstein with Gene Wilder. Yes. And as a kid, I didn't watch Young Frankenstein, but I watched the Willy Wonka movie a million fucking times. Hmm. So when I watched Young Frankenstein, it was like a puzzle piece just like unlocking in my own brain. I went, oh, hell yeah, this is awesome. And my dad loves Mel Brooks. So... It was a real good way to kind of connect with him. I wish that I cared more about Andy Griffith because that was my dad's yeah. favorite show. And he watched that a shitload, but I tried so hard to watch it. And I just don't give a shit about Andy Griffith. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, maybe if I had enjoyed that, I would have enjoyed Matlock more, but I can't, I don't can't say I care about Matlock either. Matlock! <laughs> Are we to cons, buddy? We're to cons. What do you got? Pigs in a blanket for breakfast. I am I am a huge supporter of unconventional breakfasts. If it was up to me, I'd get a goddamn Big Mac or Whopper first thing in the fucking morning. It'd be 6 a.m. and I am horsing down hamburgers. All hail the conquering fat ass. I, I will gladly take that fucking mantle right here, but pigs in a blanket smothered in syrup? Fuck off right now. That is too American, and that is way too Texas for me. I don't. Goddamn. I don't know what they're called. Johnsonville makes a stick of sausage wrapped in a pancake. My grandma called them flapsticks. Ooh. You throw them in the microwave for like thirty seconds. Okay. Ooh. Sausage is different than a hot dog. No, no, I know, I know, yes. I know. I'm just saying. It, I, I don't know. I, yes. I don't know what they're called. They're on a stick. It's like a corn dog. It's a breakfast corn dog. I've seen those. I have seen those. They're amazing. Um, Check those out. But yeah. I... It's it's taken me a long time. It's I am 33 years old. It has taken me about 33 years to get on the savory and sweet train. I really don't like most savory and sweet things together. Like, yeah. That's not my jam. Um, but I will say that I'm starting to come around on breakfast sausage and syrup. Okay. I am starting to come around on it. But... Okay. Not a fucking hot dog. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, next con here: stress is fucking terrible, guys. If you can find a way to de-stress yourself, take five, ten, fifteen minutes out of your fucking day before you get home. When you're in the car, when you're out on lunch, go de-stress yourself. It's gonna be ridiculous if you just let it pile up. And Hank's advice about how stress isn't a bad thing is—he's full of shit. Stress is fucking terrible for you, for your brain, for your body. Figure out a way to make it, like, just to dispel it. Um, I know he's coming from the right place, so I'm not trying to shit on him there, but it's bad right. advice. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, no, that is advice that did not, it's, it's, it's like not Bobby well. in the fans, or Bobby, life in the fast lane of Taylor Bobby Hill. Yeah. And he, you go do the job that no one else wants to do. Terrible yes. advice 
for the workplace. The heart Once is again, there. Hank is giving terrible advice to his son. Yes. No, the heart is there. The yes. heart is there, but it's fucking terrible it's not advice. Malicious. It's guys, take a goddamn beat and walk away from your desk. Nothing is so important. It's okay. No, exactly. Um, this is me as as uh, soon to be trained mental health professional. Please spend some time out of your day to go and de-stress yourself. Find something that will fucking make you laugh, or ma- just l- let you release. And go and do that halfway through your day. You'll be amazed at, at what it fucking does for you. Like checking out your favorite King of the Hill retrospective rewatch podcast, which hey, you're hey. already doing, so. Hey, ex- everybody listening here, you've already got a de-stressor. At least I really fucking hope we're not stressing anybody We're just out. making people mad. like <laughs> <laughs> Mark, give me your cons, bud. You just talk about dick shit all the time. <laughs> I haven't talked about my weenie shield in three weeks. Oh. <laughs> Con, red food coloring and hummingbird feeders. That will fucking kill them. Yeah. To be fair, might even be a retro reference rage. I remember when the switch happened was like, hey, don't put red food coloring in hummingbird food. Yeah. They figured out a way to make it still red, but... Yeah, it's called tinting the plastic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Because, you know, I like my hummingbirds, but I don't want to kill them. Yeah. Gone. We never saw a jackass where they go off the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> they definitely did that in by that. this episode because... What could have been? Con, Johnny, go write me an essay right now about a president. Who is it? If I get to write it... Does it have to be a positive essay? No, it's Ronald Reagan. That's the answer. That's the con. It is Ronald Reagan, <laughs> and I'm going to trash the shit out of that guy. I just... Go, but what president am I supposed to write about? Ronald Reagan. <laughs> hey, he can trickle down these nuts. Yeah. Well, I like jelly beans, and I forgot to unsubscribe to the Dangle podcast the last time Johnny and Mark made fun of me. Ooh. Go Nancy. back to go back to where Ron and and have fun with your contras, you fucking mommy lover i don't remember oh mommy oh ah my wow, brain this is, is getting pudding. dark oh mark i might have had too many beers we're right. at this point we're at cons um cons we have a callback to a mark's moments of the macabre Ooh, buddy now what is bill afraid of when he was a kid he names two things very specifically vietnam and what that's right charles manson Charles Manson. Now, maybe, just maybe, my timeline is a little bit off, but the Tate LaBianca murders occurred in 1968, which I believe... Hank and the guys were probably in middle school by this point. So, yeah. yes, the idea of the Tate of the Tate LaBianca murders was horrifying. Manson was already in prison. Bill shouldn't have been afraid of him. I'm just... I'm throwing it out there. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't gotten to a moment in the cob in a fucking minute, and I'm kind of sad that that one was so short-lived, but... It's okay. Oh, that's what I got for cons. You got a favorite moment for me? I have a, it's a question mark at the end of it because I don't know if it's a favorite moment or if, because I didn't really have one for this episode. Okay. Um, but it's the guys all calling, like everybody adopting the moniker, the professor. Yeah. Like that's the closest thing I get to here because even Hank, like they, they address it at one point. How's the professor feeling? And Hank just, it goes with it. Yeah. 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 yeah and yeah. I'm like, Okay. I like that. I yeah. like that the guys have this cute nickname for Bobby. They're invested in Bobby's success. They are. Yeah. Even at, even minimally, but they're still there. They still refer. It's multiple times in the episode we get the professor. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, man? I got two, and neither one of them happened to the episode, but they happened to me happening to this episode. Number one, 
Um, one of the big contentions we have with the reboot upcoming is there is one person who is not included in the cast. Who is it? Brittany Murphy. No, Toby Huss. Toby there Huss. are two right, people right, that are not right. included in the, in the cast. Well, I mean, technically three, but... There are three people that are not included in the cast two who are not are dead. dead. Who's yes. alive still? That's Toby right, Huss. Toby Huss. He essays Khan, and you know who else he essays? Because we found it out tonight. He is Ted Wasana Song, everybody. Ted Wasana Song! You and I have been doing this now for almost two years. Yeah. Did not realize that Toby Huss is also Ted Wasana. Yeah, he's Khan and, and Ted. Khan for us for not knowing that. We should be better, but it's also kind of like, oh, yeah, fucking Nancy also voices Reverend Stroop. Right. It just... Shit happens. You watch a show Falls enough, the you, cracks. Don't, you don't take it into account. Honestly, if can, can any of you guys that are listening right now genuinely say that Khan and Ted sound the same? Because Ted is a way different voice than I've ever heard Toby Huss do. And I've heard that motherfucker <laughs> talk a lot. Honestly, watching this, and I'm like, no, fuck you and your, like, color straight casting. I, what's the right word I'm looking for? Colorblind. No, the one you, when you pick from their race oh um um, authentic yeah race authentic casting fuck you and your race authentic casting casting toby huss is the greatest laotian voice actor we've ever had i don't even care um second one i don't know if you know this i learned this tonight on the fly because it was a line picked up um do you know who voices clark peters i do not take a guess clark peters it is a main cast character if I had to guess who who voices Clark Peters, I would guess um, uh, Brecken Meyer. Nope. Who is it? It's uh, Pamela Adlin. Is it? She does Clark she Peters. She does as Clark well. Peters, and it happened. Okay, listeners, my head exploded. Um, so we're watching it. It's the scene where they're standing there talking in the living room, and Bobby's going, "I don't have to do this. I can just quit." And he gets a. <laughs> He does that little thing. And I was like, Interesting. fuck me, is she also Clark Peters? Son of a bitch, if Pamela Adlin is not also Clark Peters. And my head exploded, but then to that end, you know who voices Dooley? Mike, it's gotta be Mike Judge. It's Mike Judge. It's gotta be Mike Judge. <laughs> it's basically Butthead. He does yeah. Butthead, but he doesn't do the... <sighs> yeah, he doesn't do the, the like half chuckle in between. That's all Dooley is. Yeah, yeah. Joseph likes to watch. Yeah. No, um, his family, Adlin, is Clark Peters and Bobby. And I, awesome. it's such a stupid favorite moment, but at the same I was like, what? No. Um, but then actual favorite moment, no, it's Bobby's acid trip. Bobby's acid trip in the Megalomart. Okay. And he's standing there watching and you see his eyes go, and they like dilate. And yeah. then he sees, hi, I'm so-and-so and I was in this. And Kelly then does, Clarkson. Yeah, Kelly yeah. Clarkson into that. And then into that, into that, into that. Um, it's such a, it's not a lazy acid trip, but I really like how they did that. And then it's like, it's a good representation of, I've never had a panic attack, no, but man. I understand that like sentiment of like when your brain takes an idea and then explodes and runs with it and can't like just the overload. You have heard me on the show. Like, what was it? And I was like, Hank, Hank, Hank. And like, yeah, had a stroke. You just, yeah, yeah you, you short circuit, you short circuit. And I think that was a really cool way to do that. So that is my actual favorite moment. Not just Pamela Adlin being a badass voice actress and or so Toby Huss awesome. being the greatest Laotian voice actor of our age. <laughs> Can't it's yeah. How about you, buddy? Um, no, sorry to give you mine, but I think we're the ratings, man. Yes, we are the ratings. You're right. I'm sorry. Um, no, you're good. I gave uh, Stress for Success a butane. Okay. I gave it a butane. It's fine. It. I don't think it ages very well now, and it's going to age even worse in the future. Because 
Eventually, years from now, no one's gonna get it. No, I was gonna say eventually, no one's gonna give a shit who Justin Timberlake or Kelly Clarkson are. Like, you're gonna lose a lot of that. Um, it dates itself because of that. I don't know. It's it's a fine episode. I I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. Yeah. It's a solid butane. It's middle of the road for me. Yeah. Um. Well, we need two sound effects. <laughs> one for a two tane, and now one for a quad. Train? Quad, quad train. Quad train. And yeah, no, nah, same. Butane. Okay. This is a good episode. It's fine. Um, It doesn't have any stakes. Nothing really happens. I like the Hank and Bobby dynamic a little bit. Yeah, the ending is really good. The ending is really good. Um, Just nothing really happens, though. And I just eh, kind of not indifferent to it. I'm not going to turn it off. It is literally the most like, if nothing else, season eight gave us Hank as a better dad. Yeah. And number two, we are really, really nailing down what a butane is going to be. Yeah. Eight seasons in. Thank God we're almost to season nine so we can understand how good we have had it up until this moment. Guys, we're, we're anticipating a lot of Megalos and Charcoals in the future. So, I mean, I guess it's, keep listening because we want you to keep listening. Hopefully you don't mind us getting angry at shit. We can get angry because, you know what, at the end of the day, I think this is what we're here for. I don't know about you. But I still really like King of the Hill. How do you feel, buddy? Mark, I still love King of the Hill. <laughs> that is a very suave way to, to segue into our, our, our final moments here. I am going to work at getting better at ending these sons of bitches. Yeah. But to that end, do you want to tell these sweet people where to find us? Absolutely. All these wonderful people out in podcast and internet land can find us on Twitter, on Instagram, or on Gmail at dangledpodcast. The Gmail is dangledpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. We have our own Facebook group. It's the Dang Old Podcast. You should be able to find it. We're the only one out there, as far as I know. Number you... one King of the Hill podcast in Colorado. Hot damn. Yes, yes, we are. Until um, someone tells me otherwise. <laughs> you can always follow me on Instagram. My personal Instagram is Krautball. That is Kraut is in sauerkraut ball, is in Swedish meatball. And uh, before too long, Mark, I'm going to start adding more pictures from when I go back to Germany. Yep. It's uh, just a couple months now. Yeah, we're getting there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to abandon you again here in the States, and we're not going to have any more powwows in the think hole. <sighs> so I'm relishing them while I've got them. Con. No more powwows in the think hole. <laughs> Mark, where can they find you? You can find me at Marky Stardust on Twitter. That's Mark is in my name with a Y and Stardust, as in David Bowie's greatest album. Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars, right there on my wall. And you can also find me on our sister podcast, the Two Wizards Podcast, a weekly podcast where me and my buddy Josh take a variety of weird fucking topics and discuss them. I think we have a tagline, finally, two and a half years into it. We look into the void so you don't have to. I love it. <laughs> but to that end, you can find me there. Um, Yeah, let us know what you think. Go ahead and hit that, you know, five-star rating. Really, if you sat down today and you listened to this, maybe this is your first episode, I don't know. Welcome, number one. But number two, weird place to start. Go back to the beginning. But number three... Go ahead and give us that review. Tell us what you think. Let me know what you think about me and Johnny. We are more than willing to engage with you. Ask any one of our fans. We're just not going to change for you. We're not going to change for you. <laughs> I will never change. I might get angrier. I guess we will change. I'll become more of a dickhead. <laughs> I will calcify more. But yeah. Um. Anything else, buddy? Uh, just keep a lookout. The High Hammock Studios has got an upcoming project that's going to come out here in a couple weeks. Yep. Um, if you guys like the stuff that Mark and I are doing, or if you like the stuff that Mark and Josh are doing, we've got another podcast that's coming out. Um, it's movie-related. Just keep your ears open. We're, we're definitely going to be pimping it for the next couple weeks. Yep. Uh, I know you and I have been working on uh, potentially getting our new hosts together with you, me, and Josh, and we're going to do a really cool four-way episode on one of our one of our 
podcasts here. We might throw it into every feed if we can. Got a lot of big stuff going on. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of what we got. We're growing the brand. Uh, we would. That's why. That's one of the reasons we guys. We want to hear your feedback because, really, it's it's we're a bunch of guys that all knew each other in college, and we want to hear what we're doing good and what we're doing bad, so we can make it a little bit better. We want to be entertaining. I am shit. actively trying to become a professor for this shit. So yeah, <laughs> Mark wants we're to getting be... a master's. Josh is becoming a doctor. I'm podcasting more. Mark is going to be our podcast czar, and it's going to be great. But you must call me the podcast. Fessor. We'll work on it. Podcast Fessor. I love it. Yeah, I don't. Everybody, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Love you guys. Good night.